here we are with part two of a podcast I've been doing called um, Turning Pro, about becoming a professional, becoming good at something, becoming excellent at something. And uh, I'm actually shooting a video of this right now as well. And this very podcast, but with a video, is going to be sent out to 100 prisons from Florida to Alaska as part of our Good Infection Project. That's something that we started when uh, all the prisons were locked down, there were no visitation, there were no volunteers, and so we started sending out cases of resources, books, and DVDs, and uh, we've had several inmates come up to us since we started doing this again, at least in Florida, but we send them all over the country, uh, but they've told us how much they appreciate the resources that we've sent in. The most most important thing uh, to me was that I wanted the men and women in prison to know that we did not forget about them uh, when they went well over a year um, with no volunteers and no visitation. We were still sending them current materials. I'm videoing this right now uh, in my studio at home for those that can see it in prison. Um, and uh, this is where the action happens, guys. This is where we rehearse. This is where we write the songs. This is where we put things together so that we can come out and be with you. Uh, for those who don't know, we just finished our, our tour, 33 prison events, uh, all in Florida. We're still looking for other states that will open up next year. We were able to bring out new volunteers with us. You guys that saw us, saw some of the young people the last nine shows that we did. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh which we're really excited about that, by the way. We'll be raising money, folks, for uh, helping these interns, uh, helping these musicians get on the road with us. So you guys in prison, pray for us. Uh, and uh, you guys that can give and support this. Listen, our ministry exists to entertain the crowd, edify the church, those that are already believers, evangelize the lost, present the gospel, build a bridge with music, present the gospel, give our story, our testimony, and others that come with us give their testimony uh, but most recently, the Lord kind of spoke to my heart about equipping the ministry, a fourth E, and we want to do that. We want to make a pathway, especially for younger folks, to get in. Man, we got to raise up the next generation that sees the vast harvest uh, that's in prison and the powerful church that's in prison that needs to be edified, and so uh, we pray that you can help us with that. So this is part two of a series that I started on our podcast, which can be located at lifeontheverge.com or any streaming services. Perhaps one day we'll be able to put it up uh, some way that you guys in prison can access the podcast. But if you're getting out, um, it's called Hope Signals. Um, so turning pro, the first part, just to review, I talked about the difference between an amateur and a professional. An amateur is just somebody that does something for fun. Somebody that uh, plays golf for fun. They're not competing. They're not getting paid for it. I've heard it defined as that a professional gets paid for what they do, whatever it may be. And uh, that's whether it's sports or carpentry. If you're a professional, you make gain, you make profit. And that's not just measured in dollar signs, by the way. It's also measured in influence uh, and impact with your life. Um, so the difference between an amateur and a professional is one does it for gain and not just money, but usually there is money worked in there. So we should all have a professional uh, or a profession, something we seek to excel at, something we seek to be uh, excellent, remarkable at. That just means to be worthy of, of a positive remark at how well we do whatever it is that we do. And I believe that God has given us, uh, it says in Ephesians 2.10 that we are his masterpiece or we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which he prepared in advance for us 
to do. Now, we've got to seek those things out, sometimes by experiment. And what am I good at? What, what, and everybody's, you know, for those that don't know, there are some amazing music. Really, every profession, uh, there are people that have ended up incarcerated for various reasons. But often, you can't really see it, but we've got some art on the wall here in the studio that was drawn and painted with coffee bean juice by an inmate um, that was worthy of framing and putting on the wall. Amazing artist in prison. You know, somebody that could make gain, that could make money with their art. So anyway, we should all have a uh, profession. And I talked about in the first episode uh, some of the characteristics of professionals. One is that pros admit what they really want. You can be good at something, but be too scared to admit that's what I really want to do, really want to go go after. Uh, and it doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight, but there's so many people that have gone to their grave with their dreams, the thing that they really enjoyed doing. They just didn't have the guts. They didn't have the skill. They didn't have the know-how, whatever it was that kept them from stepping out on that dream. Even though they were good at it, they probably could have made a living at it. They probably could have had tremendous impact with it. It stayed in their bedroom and they never really got out there. So admit what it is that you really would become or really do Okay, not just the haves. We've talked about that in previous podcasts too. The difference between what you want to have, what you want to do, and who you want to be. And uh, the haves are always negotiable. You know, I've lived in big, nice houses. I've lived in a beat up old camper. Um, You know, I'd rather live in the big, nice house, no doubt, but I'd rather be doing the thing that brings me life that I'm good at, that I can be remarkable at, that I can make gain with. Professionals define their uh, goal. Uh, Professionals don't wait for permission to start. We said that in episode one. We don't wait for somebody to knock on the door and say, hey, it's your turn, step up. We start, and we start moving in the direction. I don't mean we drop everything we're doing, but we can start doing something in the direction of our dream or our goal. Uh, Pros define their goals. What is it? Define it. This is hard work sometimes people won't do. Uh, What is your goal? And uh, if you really want it, you'll look at that goal every day, and you'll do something in the direction of that goal every day. Pros develop a strategy for completing their goals. Who do I need to talk to? What do I need to read? What do I need to learn? It's said, been said so very often that, man, if I knew then what I know now, well, the information was available back then. We just didn't seek it out. So what is it you need to know, develop a strategy for accomplishing your goals, and then develop a habit of action. Do something every day. Be consistent. Don't think it's, it's just you're going to, like I talked about guitar. Um, if I want to get better on guitar, I could spend eight hours in one day and not pick it up for five days, and there might be a little bit of a improvement. Maybe I'll remember what I did. But if I'll spend a half an hour every day working at that craft, I will absorb it. I'll get better at it. Consistency is intensity. And then uh, pros don't wait for inspiration. They start with anticipation that inspiration will show up. It's been said many times that if you want to be a writer, start writing. You're going to write a lot of junk, whether that's music, whether that's um, books or, or whatever, start writing. And uh, the same is true of any skill. If you're a carpenter or you want to do great craftsmanship, you're probably going to have a big junk pile of wood uh, where you've gone out there and you just started. And once we start and we're moving, then all of a sudden we start to get inspired. I do anyway when it comes to music rehearsal and that kind of thing. Sometimes I don't feel like it, but once I get in the studio and I start moving in that direction, things come to life. 
Pros are not afraid of chaos. That means that when you lean into something specific you're going after, uh, other parts of your life might not be in order the way you want them to be. You know, this studio is nice and clean right now. I wish you could have seen it a couple of hours ago. Uh, I was working on swapping speakers out and different amplifiers, and I just had stuff, all that nice stack of amps over my shoulder here. I think you can see them. Um, they're a little blurry probably in the shot, but they were scattered all over. The place. Wires were everywhere. I was tripping all over everything, um, but I was going after one thing. I was trying to go after the tone I wanted, specifically using two amps at one time. So chaos, the scripture that says, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean. That's in the Proverbs. Um, you know, if, if you've got an oxen and you're out working the fields, your manger is going to get dirty. Uh, and so chaos is sometimes evidence that you're working at a specific goal. That's what I'm talking about. You're so busy getting this one thing done that other things kind of go off the rails a little bit. Uh, you can't let them go out of control. There's certain things you've got to do, take care of your family, and don't, don't neglect the people you love, that kind of thing. But you know what I mean. There's going to be chaos in some areas of life. Pros seek out the help they need, coaches and mentors. Uh, pray those people into your life. I did. I have. I still do. I have mentors I turn to, people that I prayed for. Lord, send people across my path that I can look up to, that I can learn from. I, I really applaud one of the volunteers that came out with us. He's 44 years old. Um, after the nine concerts that we did in the prisons down there in Florida, he came to me and he said, hey, um, he calls me Pastor Mark. Pastor Mark, uh, would, you, would you be my mentor? Man, I so applaud that. I don't have all the answers, and I hope I'm not the only one, but the fact that he's reaching out to find— Ball players would never be the professionals they are without a whole series from little league coaches, peewee league coaches, to high school coaches, to college coaches. We need coaches. We need mentors. And sometimes we've got to seek them out. Sometimes we don't know them personally. We learn, you know, from their books. But we've got to have mentors. We've got to have coaches or podcasts or um, videos. Uh, we've got to learn. Um, from mentors and coaches. So part two, here's where we're at today. Uh, this podcast may go over, by the way, I apologize. I'm doing this video for inmates. It may go even 40, 45 minutes, but I wanted to recap um, part one really well for these guys. So part two, talking about professionals, I opened my Bible this morning to Proverbs 27, 18, and it says this, whoever tends a fig tree will eat its fruit, and he who guards his master will be honored. That's the English Standard Version. Now, they, we don't like the word master these days. The Hebrew word actually means master or lord. We don't call our bosses lord anymore, uh, but it can also mean owner. So I like the New, the new Living um, Translation. It says, a worker who tends a fig tree, or, or as workers who tend a fig tree are allowed to eat its fruit, so workers who protect their employer's interests will be rewarded. That's what it actually means. Um, that means that we're going to talk a little bit about becoming professional. It's something you want to do. You want to step out on. Listen, that's a journey sometimes uh, to go after your dream, whatever it is. You know, Maybe you want to launch your own business. I got a friend who has a... Uh, Actually, he sold this business for a profit, but he started a, um, a bug business, what do you call exterminating business. Well, he worked for an exterminating business first, and he honored that employer. He took care of that employer in such a way that the employer helped him get his business 
off the ground and even sold him the name. It wasn't a franchise, but he said, you can use the same name because you're in a different city and my name has traction, but it's your business. That's why we need to honor where we're at, whatever it is that we're doing. Even if we're going after a new goal, a big dream, we can't shortchange what we're already doing. You know, the Bible says that whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not just for men. That's in uh, Colossians 3.23. And it says the Lord will reward us in that passage, by the way. So we can do both and. Um, I shared in the last podcast, but for the sake of uh, those in prison that didn't get to hear that, Ecclesiastes 11.6 says, Sow your seed in the morning and in the evening. Let not your hands be idle, for you do not know which will succeed, whether this or that, or whether both will do equally well. So in other words, you can work hard at your job during the day and work hard at your dream in the evening. And and as you do that, and in our case, for example, I was a pastor for years, and but I had a dream to do what we're doing today. So I would write songs and I'd work at the business aspect of it, the nonprofit aspect of it, the different thing. You know, I'd dream in the evening or in my off hours until the day came that one outweighed the other and the Lord released us. Now that took a lot of faith when that moment came and it will for you too. Um, so you can do both. Understand that God is far more concerned with our character than our accomplishments. That's why you can't shortchange where you're at. You can't say, well, I'm just here. I just just a stepping stone. When we were pastoring the last church, even though I really felt like we were getting closer to launching Life on the Verge, the ministry that we have today, um, I knew that I must stay excellent at what I'm doing. God will honor that, okay? So let's get to this whole idea of a fig tree, because that's the part that really intrigued me this morning. Um, people who turn pro, I've heard it said um, that leaders lead themselves first. You lead yourself first. That word tend, tends a fig tree. We could so pass over that and not get anything out of it. I probably have read it who knows how many times and never stop to pause and go, hmm, let me think about that. I don't know much about fig trees. Um, the word tend, by the way, means to watch or to guard or to keep. So I, I thought about that. Well, you know, what are some things if I was trying to grow a nice fig tree? I wanted some good figs. Well, a, a few things that we can kind of compare and contrast to what it means to turn pro. Well, a fig tree needs to be planted in good good soil. We need to be sure that we are in the right environment for growth. Pros understand that environment matters, the places that you choose to spend your precious time. Look, ball players that choose to go out to the club till 4 a.m. in the morning and then get arrested for drunk driving, they were not being good stewards and they were not acting like the professionals that they should be, that they're called to be. I was watching some of the baseball, uh, you know, we're coming up with the World Series. I hardly ever watch baseball, but I do watch the World Series. Sometimes I watch the playoffs. And because, uh, you know, these are the best of the best. And one of the batters, I forget who it was, but he smacked a couple of home runs. He was a hero in one of the games. I think he might have been with the Astros or the Phillies, one of the teams that are going to the World Series. Um, it was in the playoffs. And, and the commentators were talking about how this guy was known to be at the batting cage at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, that's how a professional thinks. That's, that's where a professional plants him or herself. Maybe you need a geographical uh, change to grow. You know, as a musician, now, you know, 
if I was, to, I, we don't make our living from music. We use music as part of our nonprofit life on the verge. But if I was trying to launch a music career and make my living uh, in the music world, I would, pro- especially if I was younger, but e- even now, if that was my goal, I'd be living in Nashville. I'd be living in Austin. I'd be living in Los Angeles. I'd be living where the movers and shakers are, the environment for growing that type of deal, you know, where there are people I can lean on, opportunities. My son, uh, who's a recording artist with Atlantic Records, he lives in Nashville, right outside of Nashville and Brentwood, uh, because he needed to be close to big studios and he needed access to professional musicians, a big airport. He needed to change his environment. And so maybe that's what you need to do is plant your fig tree, so to speak, in different soil, good soil that's going to foster your growth into a professional, whatever it is you're trying to do. By that, again, I mean trying to get paid for something you love to do, become professional at it. (coughs) A fig tree, another characteristic is it needs to be watered, of course. Uh, We need to be sure that we are quenching our soul with good stuff, with good water. You know, there's four basic needs uh, of, of humans, and it's an acrostic for laws. Love, acceptance, worth, and security. Sometimes I add pleasure in there because that's something we need as well. But anytime we try quenching love, acceptance, worth, security, or pleasure, uh, apart from God's principles, we are what the Bible calls in the flesh, and Christians can be in the flesh. First Thessalonians 5.23 says that we are being sanctified body, soul, and spirit. We are being made more holy. Sanctify, that's what the word means. As we walk with the Lord, as we feed our spirit, it starts to work its way into our soul, which is our mind, okay? Where, where our emotions are, where we think we're happy, we're sad, and then into our physical body, the way that we use our hands, the way that we uh, use our bodies to glorify God or not. If we're feeding our spirit, you know, the, the life-giving water of the Word of God, for example, it, then it will work its way into the way that we think, right? If we let the, the Word of God define who we are, not external things, okay, but what does the Word of God say I am and what can I accomplish? It will work its way into our thinking and then work its way into our actions. We'll start acting um, by faith like we are professionals, We are that we are sons of God, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We know, by the way, when we get... Um, in the flesh, when we're not walking in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us this thing. If we're born again, okay, we're given a meter. We're given kind of a circuit breaker that goes off, and we feel it, and it's called conviction. We can even feel condemnation. You know, it says in Romans 8, 1, we know this scripture, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ. When we step into the flesh and we do things that go against our conscience, we know we're, we're trying to meet those needs of love, acceptance, worth, security, or even pleasure apart from God's principles and God's laws and God's way of doing things apart from God. We're getting into the flesh. We're going to feel condemnation. If we're walking in Christ, there is no condemnation. And so we need to watch what we're putting into our spirit. And that and into our, that comes the other way, right? Through our body, our physical ears, into our mind and into our spirit. What you watch, what you listen to, what you read, what are you feeding your spirit? 
so that it affects your mind. It affects the way that you act. If you fill your mind with bad stuff, if you fill your mind with negativity, don't be surprised when your thoughts are negative, uh, when you're, 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 you've, you're depressed all the time and you don't want to do anything. Fill your, you know, I, there's many mornings that I'll get up and I feel depressed. I don't have any energy. I don't feel like getting on the work I have to do. That's why I'll get up and I'll feed my mind. I'll read the scriptures. I'll read a life-giving motivational book or something, some quotes. I always start my day this way. Uh, this morning, I didn't wake up excited about let's get to work. I got so much stuff on my calendar right now. I'm just outgunned and I'm not saying, Lord, make it less. I'm saying, Lord, make me better, right? Uh, but I got up and I, and I read the scripture about a fig tree. And all of a sudden, these thoughts went off, and I got excited about doing this podcast and this video for you guys uh, in prison. All right, a third characteristic is a fig tree needs sunlight. Again, it's pretty obvious that we need to expose ourselves to life-giving things, water and sunlight, but let's, let's live in the light. It says in 1 John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of his son purifies us from all sin. This is, again, all about character and integrity. We don't want to live in the shadows. That will always bite us. You know, we've seen movie moguls and preachers and athletes fall because they were living a secret life in the shadows, not living in the light. And just like a fig tree needs light to grow, we need to live in the light. Most recently, uh, Deshaun, Johnson, John, uh, Deshaun Watson, great quarterback, great guy. I don't know what there's truth to it. Apparently, it's being settled out of court. It seems like there were dozens of women wearing masseuses that there were some sexual issues with, and, and they came after him, you know. Now, I don't know if that really happened, but he thought that was happening in the shadows. It wouldn't come to light. Yeah, you know, the Bible talks about Jesus talked about the things done in secret are going to be shouted from the housetops. So let's live in the light. If you've got an issue, if you've got a habit, that doesn't mean you've got to scream it to everybody, but find somebody to say, hey, man, I'm dealing with this. Would you pray with me about this? Would you hold me in check with this? You know, I, um, there's nothing that my wife, for example, doesn't know about me. Okay. Uh, I, I, there's got to be light there for us to do what God's called us to do. So, so don't, don't live in darkness. Be in the light as Jesus is in the light. A fourth characteristic, a fig tree needs to be protected to some degree. You know, um, I think about professional football players, quarterbacks, I've, I've been told that you know if the lineman, if the quarterback is treating the lineman well because when they get sacked, the lineman will reach out his hand and pick him up off the ground. If he doesn't do that, then there's some problems there. We, we need uh, a band of brothers that, that are around us, you know, to protect us, to help us. You know, when I was a pastor, I trained my leaders. I said, look, I, I carry the vision for what it is we're trying to accomplish. And I need you to absorb the vision and with your face toward me. And then I need you to turn yourself outward. And I need you to protect me, you know, to, to speak for me when I'm not there. Not to, you know, talk behind my back, but there's people that don't understand things that you, my band of brothers under and sisters, understand that I need you to be the defender. And you need those kind of people around you. Now, I'm not much of a hort horticulturist, is that what you call it? Or farmer. But one year, 
when we lived in West Virginia, we had a big piece of property we were renting, and we grew this big, big uh, garden, huge garden. And uh, we, we got a lot of crops from it, but we grew some corn. And that corn was just about ready to be picked. And uh, my wife was so excited about it, we were going to pick it the next day. Went out there, and the deer had torn it up. There was nothing. They just rummaged through all the corn. So I learned, oh, wow, if we ever do this again, we need a fence around the corn or around the whole garden for that matter. And you need a fence around you of people, a band of brothers. Again, if you saw the movie Gladiator, um, you know, when Russell Crowe goes out there, he, he talked about the, well, you, you see it in the movie if you've seen it, the guys form a circle, they face outward and they're protecting the center. You need people like that around you. And again, you can pray them into your life. You can look for them in your life, but you need those kind of people around you. Maybe it can start with going to a Bible study. You've got to meet the people first, and and you become part of their band of brothers as well. So we need as to be protected. All right, a fig tree needs to be pruned. This is another characteristic. This is about the things that need to be removed from our lives to foster growth. What's getting in the way? Maybe there are certain habits. Man, do whatever it takes. You know, some of you uh, maybe even have had addictions to narcotics. I don't care if you got to spend the rest of your life in AA or Narcotics Anonymous, whatever. You fight that battle, man, and you keep pruning that thing away. Um, Whatever it takes uh, to get rid of the habits that are keeping you from growth and becoming the professional that you want to be. You know, it it can be as simple as sleep habits. Listen, if you're going to become a professional at something, it's going to require sacrifice. It may require that you get up early and you stay up late, that you don't watch as much television or surf the web. You, you know, I recently deleted all the social media apps off of my phone. Uh, I need them when I'm on the road, but at home, yeah, you know, we use social media, we have to, uh, to talk about our ministry to people that support us, but I can do that on my computer at designated times. I don't need to be doing it all the time. There's a book called Deep Work by Cal Newport. If you have access to that book, there's some other good ones out there, but that's a good one that talks about how, you know, things like social media, but I would say TV as well. Anything, any habit that's getting in the way, it needs to be pruned. It could be certain people in your life. Listen, if you have people in your life that are jealous of your success and not jealous for your success then those people, you need to limit your exposure. Those are toxic people. You need to get up. And listen, if you try to rise above, you know, and stick your head above and, and go after your dream, and there are people that are pulling you down, speaking negative, you know, and, and tearing you down, limit your exposure or completely prune those people out of your life. I hope that helps, and we look forward to being back on the road and in prison in early 2023, and by the grace of God, we're going to have a full band every time. We're, we're going to have volunteers. We've already got um, one, two, three, four people that have stepped up and kind of want to be mentored and, and uh, learn about prison ministry, and of course, that's going to be more expensive for us, so you guys that can give and help us, this is now, uh, we've got all the, well, most of the equipment that we need if we'll always have needs for that kind of thing. But our our big thing for raising money now is to be able to empower other people to get on the road. And you guys that are in prison, you can at least pray. Pray that the Lord sends the laborers. Pray that he sends the resources so that we 
can take things to a new level and have impact. We love it when we come in to see you guys because, you know, first off, for those that are watching this, I know some of you do, we always promote what we do as a concert because it is a concert and we are going to entertain you. We're going to bring the best musicians. We're going to put on a show partly because I have a blast doing that. I love it. I love to watch people having a good time. Uh, but we're also going to edify the church, build up the church. It's a great opportunity for people that, you know, to see each other, inmates to see each other. In the chapel. Oh, I didn't know you were a Christian. Oh, I didn't know that you came to chapel. Uh, but it's also a reason to invite the unsaved, those that don't know the Lord or those that are searching, to come out to a concert. It makes it, they don't have to wear, you know, an X on their back. Uh, oh, you went to church. No, I went to the concert. So uh, we'll try to promote this stuff really well next year, send flyers out and all that kind of thing to let you know uh, that we are coming. Um, and so I think that's about it. All you guys that are on the podcast, thanks for tolerating if it went over. And uh, we look forward to being with you guys in prison real soon. Bless you. Remind you that Life on the Verge is a completely donor-funded ministry. You can find out more about Life on the Verge at lifeontheverge.com. If you'd like to receive our emails and receive a free copy of my book, Thrival Mode, you can do so at the website. We are a tax-exempt 501c3, and we appreciate your gifts of support. They keep us on the road and in prison.